0: welcome everybody it's episode 32 of hat trick hockey brought to you by our good friends over at gl heritage the official beer of hat trick hockey this is rob this is the dale hunter edition that man played 1409 games just over a thousand points 3563 minutes in the box for mr hunter rob What's up dude oh not much uh
1: fucking just trying to survive this cold man it is brutal outside
0: yeah they're saying this week's actually supposed to be the the worst week so far when it comes to temperature it's supposed to be like minus 18 or something on wednesday it's terrible i uh i, I gave the boys a ride to school this morning oh did you
1: always always book always book the Super Bowl off. But before that, yeah, Dale Hunter, man, that, that guy, what a fucking beaut, man. I, I loved watching him play hockey. He was dirty. He was mean. He was dropped a glove. He had he had some pretty epic sussies. Yeah. Or oh, sussies well, on, uh,
0: well, everybody probably knows him for the hit. He laid on Turgeon, I want to say. The elbow? Mm-hmm. That knocked him out of the series and stuff cause yeah, the a fucking melee. And that was right at the end of the game
1: when they lost whatever game 6 or game 7 to get rid of them and then
0: Terjon mm. couldn't even go on and play in the next series. I know, that was insane, man. Insane. Yeah. Um so you obviously watched the Super Bowl, right? What did you think of that? Well, I I definitely thought
1: Kansas City was going to come out and be uh be better than what they were or was just Tampa Bay just too good, you know? Like, I, I picked Tampa Bay to win that Super Bowl
0: because how, how the fuck do you go against the GOAT? Dude, you know? I'll, listen, I'll be honest. He fucking drives me crazy, but I give credit where credit is due, and he is the fucking best of all. He is, he is the GOAT, okay? The guy's won 10 – well, he's had 10 Super Bowl appearances. He's won seven out of 10. Like – you know what Perfect I mean, average. and not to mention he's the first one to play in his home stadium for a Super Bowl since 1985, too. By the way, yep. Let alone win, and
1: uh, two, two two of his two of those ten Super Bowls he lost to fucking Eli Manning.
0: I know. You want to know the other crazy part? Is four of his seven rings were after the age of 37. Isn't that fucked? That's crazy. <laughs> he's he's amazing. And,
1: and what is he for? Uh, Misty told me last night he was forty three. I think he said he wants to play till he's at least forty five.
0: Yeah, he said it could be won. another. Oh, I like think he's gonna, I think he he'll win one more. I I think he'll
1: play for another few years. Like I see, like 46, 47, You know, and maybe two more
0: Super Bowl appearances. You got to figure that But I don't think he, he wasn't ready to pass the torch on to Mahomes yet. No, but you have to figure, though. His body's probably – like, it's been actually saved a lot playing on those teams, right? Like, think think about his teams. Whoever really hit him, like, he's never really got much – like, he's not really banged up, you know what I mean? He's not like Stafford where he was getting rocked.
1: Got broken backs and
0: shit. Yeah, you know and what I mean? Look at Mahomes.
1: Mahomes took more bigger hits than that, that- – game that I
0: think than um, uh, Brady's taken in, in his whole career. I know it's it's insane man but one thing too that everybody's bitching about is this halftime show. So like what do you think what I'll leave it to you first. What did you think about the halftime show? I didn't mind it at all. Like this kid's
1: from Scarborough Ontario you know like first Canadian ever to to Play this halftime show, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Facebook, and everybody's shitting on it, and and I I I'm, I was disgusted with everybody, like because what you didn't see tits and ass, like <laughs> you know, like people are, are all upset because they didn't get to see no legs, like yeah. it's for fucking football, man, yeah, I mean, and I knew probably eight to eight ten songs that this guy sang, and it, 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 I thought it was I thought it was great, I thought it was great, great for Canada too for. Him being
0: from Ontario too. So, yeah, he does have a lot of, a lot of like hit songs, shall we say. Like a lot of his songs are in, are way up high on the charts all the time. Constant. Yeah. As, as for the, the halftime show, I was, I don't know, I was kind of like, I was eating during it, I'm not gonna lie. I was stuffing my face. So I don't know how much of it I really caught I didn't think it was horrible, but I just was I just thought it was kind of weird, that's all. Like they were in weird like costumes and stuff, and I don't know. I don't think it was horrible, but I don't know, whatever.
1: <laughs> I didn't see anything wrong with it. What do you what what most what do you do most of the time for halftime? You you go eat, you grab be- more beers. You know, you get ready for the second half of the game. Is, is the game about the halftime show? Fuck off. That's pretty much what I was doing during halftime. Is... Right. Like everybody else should have been. Instead, everybody's look, waiting to see a, a tit fly out or something, you <laughs> know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: that was funny. All right, oh. it wasn't
1: Justin Bieber, uh, Justin yeah.
0: uh, Timberlake, and Janet Jackson. Yeah, no no boobies there.
1: Why, right. why do you think Justin Bieber didn't get it? <laughs> you know, there would have been boobies and fucking shaking <laughs>
0: off. that's funny all right enough with the super bowl let's get into the hockey talk we'll start with uh with your Leafs your Leafs are 8-1-1 and in the past 10 games they are tops of the north division now Rob how, how do you feel so far
1: Bro, it's a way, and I get excited every time they're coming on to play. Now, like I, I, I can't wait to watch them. You know, like a, a buddy from my uh, work said to me the other day, he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, are, are the Leafs really that good, or is their division that shit?" I don't think the the division's that shit. No, you know, there's some really good teams in there. I just think the Leafs are that good. They're they're clipping at a uh, forty. Three percent in their first ten games on the power play, so they're almost scoring every other power play. That's unheard of, you know. And they're not just top of the North; they're top of the the charts right now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know about last night, but on Saturday when they were done, they were over top of Washington. Yeah. They were number one.
0: Yeah, in the, in the NHL. Yeah,
1: they were first in the league. Like when was when was the last time that happened?
0: I don't know, but Leafs fans, I'll be serious. Like you guys, be excited because this may be the I'm year. very excited. You, this may be the year you guys make a run. As much as I hate to say it, but like I said, I give credit where credit is due. Another thing with the Leafs, we'll stick on the topic here for a little bit. Jason Spezza got a hat trick there the other night. What a fucking game That's he had there! Beauty. And a couple of those goals were nice goals. Yep. Yeah. The one, the one was like a pass, like at his waist, he knocked it straight down. It landed right next to him. <laughs> like, yeah. bam, right out of the air. He went wide around the D there. Deke the goalie hesitation and everything slides are home. Like what a guy. Why it's it. funny too, right? Because, because awesome. looking,
1: looking at my NHL shit, I see. You know, like, people, went when he went on waivers and everybody's like, oh, good riddance, he's too old, blah, blah, blah. Then he comes back and all these same fucking people are like, oh, he's fucking awesome, he's so <laughs> great. You know, like, you, there, there's so many fair weather fans out there, with, with any hockey team, you know, they they, they they just roll with the emotions, you know. But, you know, give, give your team some time and some credit. Like, I think Sheldon Keith is doing a, a great job. Uh, Dubas is bringing the right people like I'm 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 impressed what I would like to see however is you know and and, but I've been saying this for a couple years now is is I think they need a a new goalie I'd really like to see them talk to uh Vegas about flurry
0: yeah
1: that would be fantastic like you 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 pick up him and you may have a fucking you know a a couple year dynasty with this team like which which People are talking about will never happen in the NHL again. But I honestly think with the money that they've signed with these kids with the Leafs and if they picked up a, like a carry price, or, or which I ain't gonna get carry price, but if they picked up like Flurry, who wants out, he's playing every other six games, like come to Toronto.
0: Oh, if they do, man, I think that might be just what throws them over the edge. But do you oh. think that do you think that Toronto's windows closing?
1: No, I don't think so. I, I they got these guys on contract for the next couple few years, right? So you know, three or three or four years. So right? they're 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 doing fine. But like I, I honestly say, they they need a top goalie. Yes. Uh, Anderson Anderson is okay, but he's not the guy. That I I honestly think that is going to get him there.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like he he reminds me a lot of James Reiner, You know, like. Yeah. He, he'll make them amazing saves stand on his fucking head and then somebody will just cruise over the blue line take a slap shot at the top of the circle nobody in the way boom scores mm-hmm. and it's deflating for a team yeah. you know when when you're going to play your, your Tampa Bays or your Bostons and you know Washington's they're, they're, you're going to need that goalie that can make that save and I I honestly think Fleury still has it in him and, and I'd really like to see them pay him mm-hmm. come cool. play
0: the Leafs, too, like, it's a tough hockey market to play in Toronto because of the media. For sure. Um, So Toronto has one of the biggest, like, literally their room is one of the biggest in the NHL, and that's not for the players, man. That's for the media. Yeah. So who was it? It was Brian Burke, I want to say. He was on Missing Curfew, and he was saying that the Leafs' room is the largest in the NHL, and it's not for the players. It's for the media. He said – on a Wednesday night game in Toronto, on a Wednesday night game, there's 40 to 50 in there. Plus that's the crazy. More, okay. more more Dude, yeah, more reporters. Than there are players. That's on a Wednesday. Yeah. He, said a, he said a Saturday night hockey night in Canada game. You're getting around 70 to 80 in there. Jeez, that's like, crazy. Imagine <laughs> all that, all those fucking reporters you'd have to deal with every game, day in and day out no i couldn't but
1: the toronto market <laughs> ruins a lot of hockey players too you know the, oh. these these guys they want nothing more than to see the leafs win mm-hmm. you know and and i get it but you know they they they've they've wrecked some good hockey players like just giving them bad you know uh
0: shit on on their um who who do you think that one want. guy who was really got wrecked in toronto Brian McCabe. Explain. Brian McCabe. I was yeah. gonna say speaking of the blue line, Mr. Funuff, I thought was shit on in Toronto too. He was shit on, but he didn't come in at his best. Like,
1: but he also he also played like fucking, you know, he was playing like 58 minutes of a 60-minute game. Like it, it was yeah, nuts.
0: They they overplayed him.
1: They sure did. And and he was old, older in his career too. Look at look at Jake Gartner. Jake Gartner was a good defenseman. Mm -hmm. But no matter what he did, he could score two goals, but give up one and and people would shit all over him saying he was terrible, you know, like, but he also played just, just as much. He he was one of their top uh, minute getters, you know, like I thought he was a good defenseman, but like I said, again, Toronto media shit on him and, and, you know, like he, I, I would hate to play in Toronto. Jake Gardner could go have a fucking phenomenal career in Florida, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Speaking Not of. Not be talked
1: about, but in the same sense, just have a great career and,
0: and just be under the radar and nobody even
1: knows he's in the fucking league.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, speaking of goals, that Austin Matthews goal the other night where he did the little, like, whoop, quick little move and went right under the crossbar. Like, you hear bing, like you. Oh, yeah. What? A shot. His shot is nasty. Like he's got to be top three in the league for his shot. His release has got to be the quickest in the NHL. I think. Like he does that little drag and then snap. Yeah. And it's like it's insane, dude. His shot. But that was a nice fucking goal. I was like, whoa. Shitty news. Leafs. No, go ahead. You you watch him when he skates with the puck.
1: It's two hands on the stick and just flying. Yeah. You know, like vintage Connor McDavid. Like those two hung out all summer, and and you look at the way those two skate with the puck. It's not you know one hand on the stick pushing the puck up, pushing the puck up. It's right, and they're they don't even know what the color of the puck is. No, I
0: know they don't look down at all. Well, Matthews is a big boy too. Like, yeah, like yeah. he's a, he's a truck man.
1: Yeah, but they so, those guys fly, man. Oh yeah, they they're, they,
0: they wheel. They're, they're definitely top three in the league goes to hundred percent shitty news for the Leafs. So Wayne Simmons broke his wrist. So he's going to be out five to six weeks. And what you said was a, uh, what was it? Uh, like a Like clearing attempt. Happened? Oh, it was a clearing attempt. What happened?
1: So the Vancouver guy picked up the puck behind the net and, and I want to say it was a power play and they were, he cruised like from like if you're looking at the net from the left side to the right side behind it and as he come out the, the right side of the net he wristed the puck up and, and Simmons was right there and it kind of went at him and he you know like kind of it was going for his head or whatever and it hit him in the wrist and, and broke his wrist.
0: Oh
1: yeah. And like he had two
0: both that game that were fucking beauts too he's been a nice little fucking piece there for them too. He's been he's been hitting, fighting, scoring, he's been doing a little bit of everything too. That's like And he's really been trying to punch guys heads off their shoulders like he said he wanted to. Yeah, and he's yeah, fucking right. But now yeah, this hurts. Now with Thor- first fucking Thornton now him, but at least Thornton should be back within within probably the next week week and a half, you know.
1: Yeah, I think so. And and that Robertson
0: kid, the rookie, the the American He's mm-hmm. supposed to be coming back too as well. Mm-hmm. Last uh, little note on the lease for now. So, for anybody who's been to games or whatever over the past 30 years, uh, Toronto had this usher. His name was Vic Brackness. Okay. So, Vic was with the uh, organization for three years, or, or sorry, not three years, 30 years, 30 plus, working as an usher. Uh, So he just, like, passed away, I believe, last week. Uh, He was almost 90. But So imagine the things that that guy has seen when it comes to Leafs history. I guess all the fans knew him. The whole organization loved him. Players, management, everybody. So just wanted to say, you know, that sucks. And sorry to hear for uh, all of Leafs, like, nation there. But he was talked about by many. So I'm sure he'll be missed around ACC.
1: Yeah, it really sucks. Hey, eh? when when uh, you know, like the hockey community loses somebody like that. Because think about how in 30 years, how many how many great games he got to see, how many great people he got to meet. Like mm-hmm. that that that's terrible.
0: Mm-hmm. So that sucks. So you never know. That might just put a little bit of extra oomph into the Leafs, shall we say, for this year. You know what I mean? Uh Anything's possible. So we'll get off the topic of the lease for now. We'll talk about them again a little bit later, but they're doing a bunch of shit right now, so it's hard not to talk about them. So Ovechkin scored the other night to pass Mike Gartner for seventh all-time. That was his, uh, I think it was his 708th that he got the other night. He also got two more last night too, I believe. So the next one. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So the next one will be espo i want to say so it'll be him esposito yeah i just always call him espo so yeah it'll it'll be him and uh he's at 717 so he's going to definitely catch him this year there's there's another guy up ahead there too that's not too far past past uh espo there that's but i don't know he could pass two more guys this year by the end of next year he's going to be knocking on the door of like yager and like he's going to start getting into the top 3 yeah yeah he had a pretty high like, goal real yesterday
1: man like when he uh dragged the puck between his legs like going around the defenseman just walked the defenseman dished it over to uh wilson and wilson fucking wide open that like what a what a goal he's so good some of the yeah.
0: guys he scored are just nuts and he's an animal. Yeah, he rocks. He he does everything, man. That's one of those guys that were – I always say on the show, I've said it several times that those guys who do everything nowadays are few and far between, and Obi is definitely one of those guys. Yeah. Um, well, Justin like I said, Williams, he's built like a farm animal. For yeah, for he's Christ's huge. sake, he's yeah. huge. He's a truck. That guy. Yeah. Um. So Justin Williams, longtime Carolina Hurricane, is now hired on but he's going to do the management side of it now this time he's going to be assistant to the general manager in Carolina which we kind of figured that he would probably consume some sort of role there right right so he's going to be there that was an injury eh
1: that was an injury yep for him yeah I think so I think I think it was a second operation on uh He had one hip done and then he had to get another hip done.
0: Yeah. He was in the league for like a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the league for a long time. Okay. So the thing that I was saying off air there when we were shooting the breeze there. So Marc-Andre Fleury. So he went to bring a signed Jersey of his to a fan in Las Vegas. He was bringing it to her personally. He stopped at her house on the way to a game, and he was going to drop it off to her. He goes up there and everything. He rings the doorbell, this and that. She didn't answer. Okay, so so she didn't answer the door at all. So he just left it there in a bag or whatever and wrote, like, a little note, like, hey, I stopped here to drop off his jersey to you, da, 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 da. So they ended up <laughs> – they shot – I think I think it was a news station, or I don't know, or someone shot the shit with her or whatever. But they said that she thought that he was a sales guy because he was all dressed up and everything. So she never answered the door because she thought because he was wearing a mask, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was wearing a mask and he was all done up. So he was, she was like, I thought he was a sales guy, so I never answered the door. And literally, he was bringing her the jersey by himself. Oh, that sucks, eh? So. So I thought that, that was pretty funny. So she thought he was a fricking sales guy. So she never answered the door to her favorite hockey player. Wow, that's uh, well. It, it is hard to tell what pe- who people are when
1: you know they're wearing the mask, right? Everybody's you know, a doctor nowadays. I I bump into people at the
0: grocery store. And they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Good, dude.
1: Who the fuck is that?"
0: I know that's <laughs> what I mean. I freaking work when we don't have to wear the mask anymore. It's gonna be weird. I'm gonna be like, "Whoa, this old. That's what you look like." Yeah. Um, So, what do we got here? So, we got New Jersey, Minnesota, and the Sabres here have all had games canceled due to COVID-19. So, New Jersey, the games were on the 11th and the 13th versus Philadelphia, the 15th versus Boston. Uh, They also have 16 players on COVID protocol, New Jersey does. So, two – to date, so far, the NHL has had 31 games that they've called back due to COVID protocol. So, not bad. Do you think it could be worse? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Well, did you see they also took
1: removed the glass from uh, the back behind the coaches' benches, eh? Yeah, right behind In the, all the arena. Yeah, Yeah, so that, like, there's more room for you know, germs to get away from you. I'm just, guessing, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But see, they, they, were making, they were making fun of it on Hockey Night in Canada about there's, you know, how how many uh, coaches are going to flip over that little stanchion where, you know, so he's, they're like a lot of guys like smashing the boards, you know, like in the glass when they get a bad call to, or whatever.
0: Yeah, they'll go to swing. They'll just be <laughs> nothing. Not Rip <laughs> so, their shoulder out, have to have surgery. Yeah. Or flip over and land on their dome. Yeah, that'd suck. So, yeah. the stars there, Hudobin, got into a little bit of shit with the team, I see. So, what he did is, I guess, a alarm didn't go off or something, so he was late for practice. So, then, the team scratched him on Sunday in Chicago. He's issued, told everybody he was sorry, apologized to the fans, the organization, <laughs> everybody on his team and everything. So he could be starting next game. Do you think this was a little harsh by, or do you think it was called for? Called for, you know, like it,
1: apparently he showed up like right at the end where guys are starting to leave the ice was my understanding from what I read. And you know, like that, that's not just sleeping in. Like, how long is a fucking practice? Practice got to go almost as long as a game, like, or oh, even no. half the time. So, I think they're about an hour, hour and a half usually. Well, still, you, you should have a backup, you know, alarm.
2: Yeah. You think uh, I, I-, I get
1: in shit when I'm late for work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 you're a professional hockey player. You,
0: you should be on time. So. Yeah, that's true. Your job is to show up. So, and you're yep. getting paid a lot of money to do it. To play a kid's game. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't really feel sorry for you there.
1: Nope. no, uh, and, and he's taking it. He apologized to all the coaches and his teammates and everything. So he's taking his lickings. He's just like, I'm glad it's behind me and let's, let's go. Mm-hmm. Also, Did you, did you happen to see Jamie Benz fight? No, I heard about it though. Wow. What a, what a tilt. Exchange. And they were wearing that that lime green, like that fluorescent green and black jerseys. Yeah, those are. Fuck, crazy. did it look good?
0: Mm-hmm. I can't
1: remember the name of the guy he fought. I want to say he was from Chicago. Chicago, Exchange yeah.
0: Knuckle soothers.
1: Big, 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 uh, big defenseman. But yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty good tilt. Jamie Benn always has good fights. He's a mean prick. Damn I mean that in a good way. Like you,
0: you definitely want this guy on your team. Oh, yeah. He'll kill somebody, that guy. Yeah. Um fucking Tampa Bay. That city. You think they're loving this? Hey, so they win the cup. They went into the world fucking series for major league baseball. Now they win the Super Bowl. You think they're partying in Florida or what? Absolutely. But you know what I don't like about it? Like even when they won
1: the cup, like years before they, they stood outside of that arena and, and said, uh, you know, just asking people walking by, like, what do you think about Tampa Bay lightning uh, winning, winning the Stanley cup? People were like, Oh, they're, they're the hockey team or what are they? Uh, Basketball? You know, like don't even fucking know. And then you got Tampa Bay, the, the, the baseball team, that they can't even sell their playoff games out. Like, I don't understand. You got such wagons there, and, and you can't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it, it, it's quite impressive what the the management are doing in Tampa Bay with their
0: their respected teams. Well, you got Tom fucking Brady with the Bucks now, right? Yeah. The Lightning. TP. Lightning speaks for itself. The Rays. TV and TV. Yeah, Rays kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so a couple more quick things before we flip over to our interview here. Um so since Line's went over to uh Columbus there, he's been scoring, man. I, I think he's got three goals in his past two games, I wanna say. Not I'm sorry, make- I didn't hear who you said. I didn't hear who you said. Line. A. He's scored, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. scoring goals in his and his new home. Do you think he needed the fresh start? Do you think maybe uh, he's a little bit scared of his coach <laughs> as well? Both for sure. Because <laughs> Torts will kill someone. Um, what
1: I didn't like is he, so he's played what two games now or two or three, I think three. Uh, so, and then you got Dubois who got to like uh, Winnipeg when he was supposed to, he's, his first game is tomorrow,
0: yeah. But so, I think like, he was having issues with his work visa. Oh, he was, yeah. I think that's that's what it was. I think one of them was, but it can't be line A because line A is already fucking three games in, so yeah. It so it can't be him, so it's got to be the other guy. So, yeah, I would, I know one of them had something with their work visa, huh? Because I think hockey night in Canada, I believe it was they were saying. Something about it. Oh, okay. Last thing, I didn't hear that. Last thing before the interview, Shea Weber played his 1,000th game Thursday night versus Ottawa, and he, they gave him that nice silver stick that you kind of throw up on your wall there. So congrats to him, a 1,000 games. Whew. It's a lot of hockey. Yeah, he's he's a
1: badass too. Like he, he really helped change that Montreal team around.
0: Mm-hmm. And his freaking clappers are – Scary. get out of the way scary as hell so yeah all that ground there being covered what do you think we flip it over to our to our interview here yeah this guy's a total butte yeah so we got one of the hometown boys on we got one of the former 73s alum mr. Jordan Broman so uh what do you think Rob we flip her over to him absolutely all right everybody here's Lou enjoy roll it. And ladies and gentlemen, we brought in one of the hometown boys with us this week. We have former 73s, Mr. Jordan Broman with us. Jordan, what's going on, man?
2: How much, fellas? How are you guys doing?
0: Uh, not bad for all this COVID shit going on. Nothing to friggin' do. Hey, I got to ask you, did you guys end up getting in his game? Matt's yeah,
2: game. so uh, it was a struggle at first a lot of the, there was a lot of ads and pop-ups and stuff but we talked to one of my uh my one of my buddies is like a tech uh computer software guy he uh he gave me the the good connection and told we had to download like an ad blocker but we caught uh the whole third and maybe a little bit a second
0: i think they lost say eh? they lost three nothing or something. three today. nothing
2: against the last place team so so not a not a great game for uh the red hawks but what you do? Well, Toronto lost to Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, one game, I guess you never know what's going to happen.
0: He's been lighting it up over there, too, as of late, too. I, I've been watching, he's just been sniping.
2: His first game last Saturday, he got two really nice goals. Break. First one was a breakaway, uh, forehand, backhand, and then uh, a pa- uh, clapper on the power play.
1: He's yeah, so. got a great shot. Oh, snipes that guy. And yeah. can I just
2: say welcome to the show, Lou? Yeah, thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> How did you get that nickname? Uh, do you guys remember Louis de Bresque? Yeah, mm-hmm. so in I was in Timbits, so this is probably uh mid to late 90s, and I was like slashing a guy or something. <laughs> and my uh grandpa that night, we must have been watching Hockey Night in Canada the night before or something, he goes you're playing like louie out there <laughs> and then uh it just stuck like 25 years later like literally i only get jordan at like work or from my mom or maybe my <laughs> wife and then all my buddies is lou or louie
0: that's uh, nice you know. what a way to get a nickname being Great a dude
2: <laughs> yeah and that and that's not the type of player i really grew up to be but uh must have just been one of those games, I guess. Hilarious. So, <laughs> up too late
0: watching a hockey night in Canada.
2: I, I get, yeah, because he was an Edmonton guy too. So, that would have probably been the doubleheader game.
0: Nice. Hey, did you always play right here in town?
2: Uh, yeah. Like, I, so I grew up like, uh, if you guys like know where the Naylor Side Road is, yeah, yep. literally just outside Essex. So, yeah, I, I grew up playing in Essex and then I played Sun County, uh, for like four years i think but the only shitty part at the time sun county was out of the ice park which sucked but so where were you playing out of like so when i played essex it was in the old essex barn and then sun county was in the old windsor ice park
0: oh okay you had a 30 goal year there in sun county didn't you
2: yeah probably i don't even know where the stats go back like that was probably minor midget. It's probably the only one that they have stats on.
0: Yeah, I got you 0- 06, 07.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would have been uh, draft year. year.
0: 65 games, holy shit, that's a lot for...
2: Yeah, I'll bet you, like, because even, like, stat tracking back then, there was no point streak really like there is now, but that was probably, mm-hmm. like, tournaments and playdowns and...
0: 90 penalty minutes, holy fuck, what were you doing out there? Take it easy, Lou. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that was probably the most I had... I think uh, seventy-three days. I don't think uh, I was middle of the pack. I don't think I broke like sixty.
0: You did once.
2: Yeah, so I uh, I didn't didn't want to be the guy with four, but I was never <laughs> the guy. I was never the guy like with a hundred. So
1: did you, you were going for the
2: lady Bing? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that'd be embarrassing. You you had to, you, have to at least in the middle of the ground somewhere.
0: <laughs> did you ever like? Fight at all when you played there, or like a couple times here? Or yeah, there?
2: not really. Like, I'd say I would never have been the guy like uh, center cool. ice going toe to toe. Like, the only time I ever really got into it was mainly like scrums or uh, defend. Like, uh, one of my buddies got hit, I'd go in there, like that kind of stuff. But yeah. even my age, sorry, my dog is fucking on top of me here. Um, <laughs> my age, like, as you guys see now, compared to. I was kind of in like that middle ground, like from now to twenty years ago, like when fighting was prevalent to now it's like non existent. Yeah. Like from my first year compared to my fifth year, it was like I could see the change. Like it was I was kind of like in that transition. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: yeah. First year there's probably fights everywhere and your last year is probably just mellow, eh?
2: Yeah, like we we're my so when I started threes like we were still in the old barn. Yeah. And it was like way different like the 73s of the 90s early 2000s and then by my fifth year i think they had already implemented that fighting rule which i don't know if it's still in place or not but i think if you have more than three fights it's suspensions oh fuck i'd be gone like three
1: just three fights or like three fights because right now isn't it one and you're
2: out well so at that time it was one and i think or you might even be right i think maybe one and you get a game but then, if you have more than three, it's like three games. Then eventually, you have to go in front of the board. Like I don't even know the breakdown, but yeah. it started getting stricter. Like back, like I said, I wasn't a fighter, but um, like if you guys remember West Tan or like Chris Warren, yeah. Um, at that time, it was just uh, like my first year; they would just get kicked out of the game,
0: yeah. And
2: then, like nothing. Next game was normal, but yeah. By the time, like say my third year, then it was uh, it was pretty frowned upon so so that being said so when you
1: started playing and uh there was the fighting involved and it was okay and then as a transition did you find the game get dirtier like stick more stick work more dirty um
2: yes and no like for the most part it wasn't too bad besides the odd incident here and there honestly the worst part was if you guys remember uh when we were going to all Ontario's and stuff for uh 73 still my last couple years when we would get to like all ontario quarterfinals semifinals finals we'd be playing like grimsby and air and teams like that and they wore cages and we had visors on oh that was honestly the worst wow every time they hit you or scrum it'd be uh, either gloves to the face stick to the face or face mask to your face like they lead with their face so oh, you, yeah, yeah. you get their face mask to their, your chin and that was like a major disadvantage because the ref didn't call anything um again like it was
0: incidental like a, incidental yeah like
2: honestly yeah. at that point we would have i'm sure we would have bitched at the time because we we're 19 20 21 year olds and like by my last year they've like, been wearing a visor for five years but in hindsight it probably would have been better for us to throw cages on because yeah. then they had no fear. Right. Like, that was worse than I – because at least, like, like the no fighting thing, whatever, but everyone was on the same page at least. But that was kind of uneven playing fields when we – So like, they were
1: obviously coached into that, get get in their face, you know.
2: Yeah. Like Whatever
1: you can do, scratch an eye, fuck whatever, pull yeah. it
2: Yeah, and then we're not used to it, right? Because all season long we had every team in our league advisors. visors. So it was kind of like eventually, like I finished eight years ago now. I maybe a couple I don't know how long ago they changed three, four years ago they went. so everyone in Ontario's visors or sorry everyone in Ontario's cages cages which i I I liked running a visor, but at least everyone's on the same playing field now.
1: yeah, so cool. no
2: now is it junior B that, that they go half shields or oh no, everywhere's cages now. so like my junior uh, a as well. Besides OHL, but all oh. all Junior B, Junior C, uh, every, everywhere OHA, because my wife's younger brother is like 10, 11 years younger. He plays for well, not this year, but he plays for Leamington, and they're uh, they've been cages the last two years. Huh.
0: I still wear a cage, man. I don't trust anybody's stick. Fuck that.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm one of the few. As dirty idiots. as
0: you are, holy fuck. Yeah, but if I fight, I'll rip the helmet off. I'll go. Like, it doesn't matter, but I'm not going to be an idiot either. Right. But, like, I just wear it for sticks, pucks, like, fuck that.
2: Yeah. Like, in, in uh, the Essex Monday Night League, I wear uh, nothing. Like, just my bucket, no visor, anything. Oh, geez. And really, the main reasons, because when I finished 73s, they didn't give me a visor clip. I just had my helmet. So, like, well, I'm just wearing this. Like, I don't have my minor hockey helmet anymore. And, Monday night league, I feel pretty safe. Like I'm not putting myself in bad spots. Like I'm not screening the goalie or yeah, fuck like, that. Men's league, I don't give a shit. Um, but every once in a while, you play shinny or like pick up with some of my buddies, and might be like lower quality than Monday nights. Mm-hmm. I'm more scared than that because yeah. guys have no fucking clue like where their <laughs> sticks are going. Or usually, if you're shooting from the point, you keep it down, but. Said when the quality gets a little more mediocre, they don't know where it's going, so you, you don't know where it's so going. So you're saying your buddies are shit. no, well, <laughs> the, our, like, our, we have various levels. Some, uh, but the, the ones that are the ones that maybe are not as good quality are like the most fun, Oh yeah, because
0: yeah. they're the drunkest, exactly.
1: Yeah. My toe
2: drags,
0: yeah, like, I, heard about,
2: I heard about your toe drags. To yeah, to Rob's go got to
0: sick toe drags.
2: Well, at least you know what it is now. The first few episodes. I, I do. There's a 12-year-old girl that had to show me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it must uh, have been Pumps' interview or someone. I uh, yeah. I heard you talking about it. Hey, so. I, I, said, being, I told him i toe drag him.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah. you obviously went to like 73's games growing up, right? Yeah. So yeah. Who, was that, who was that one guy who was there then that you loved just going to watch?
2: Um various eras i guess like so i'm a 91 born so like late 90s um you guys remember the sternbauer brothers
0: yeah i'm, like those, I'm trying to get dave on the show here uh, like
2: those like, i don't know either of them personally but those guys were fucking animals like <laughs> e- everyone just knew who they were um they were just monsters right and back then it was like way different that there'd be multiple fights every game Mm -hmm. um and like bruiser too right yeah like i'm a little bit like i bruiser was still in monday nights when i started i'm a little bit too young to like remember him playing 73s like i think that was probably early 90s Um, i think he's got the record in junior c fights yeah, there I remember when uh, they were announcing them like didn't he didn't have like 400 penalty minutes or something just, one year like fuck. that would never happen though <laughs> like <it's laughs> no, impossible not, not any two three guys would yeah get... like you'd be kicked out of the league five you know, <laughs> probably 200
0: but yeah, no one will ever sniff that one
2: yeah then like even after that like when I was a little older um like even like I knew you guys had hotsey on like I, I I'm buddies with hotsey and um, you. Like I know all those guys. Like um, I don't know if I necessarily looked up to them, like because they're not that much older than me. Like five years older. Like Hotsey, like Walter, Sweetcroft, Craig Miller. Like I play Monday nights with pretty much all those guys now, and they were like Essex was just very, very good then. Still, mm-hmm. like every year they were all Ontarios or Fucking whatnot. <laughs> that must be a hell of a beer league. Oh. Well, a few of them are getting older, but uh, it is a pretty good league in general. Like, I think they say 40 and under for the junior league, but most of the guys are uh, probably 35 and under.
0: Man, how awesome was it, though, sliding on that orange fucking jersey for the first time, being a hometown boy?
2: Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, So, like, the year I started, 08, 09, was was uh, – think they had so it was like still tony Perosky and jamie mcdermott and lee jones they had i think Perosky had been there seven years at that point seven years and they had won great Lakes six times and made all ontario finals five or six times and had won it twice like so the year my first year Uh, we ended up winning, but that was the fifth year in a row they won Great Lakes, and fifth time they made Ontario Finals in a row. Wagon. So, yeah, I was just like, to be honest with you, at that point, being from Essex, it was still uh, I think it was still Tecumseh at that time, or they were, that year, the year after they were switching from Tecumseh to LaSalle, Mm -hmm. and Leamington was kind of shitty at that time. Like, I honestly had no interest in playing Junior B. Like, Essex was they would load up – like, there would be a handful of guys that drop down every year yeah. to, from Junior B because Essex was – and you have the cruise yeah. So, it was like, you're playing on the best team. You're probably going to go to all Ontario's, and you get to go on a cruise. And for guys that were 20 years old, you get the extra year, right, to play as a 21-year-old. So, yeah, Essex was like – if you weren't, you know, trying to to make it – like at OHL or university or pro or whatever, like, if you are just playing for fun
0: mm-hmm.
2: back then, like, why wouldn't you want to play for Essex?
0: So you you actually won it here once, right? A cup?
2: Yeah, so we won uh, Ontario my first year, and then uh, in oh9 that was the year, like, I know you had Jamie on and Hots mm-hmm. was an assistant coach. That was the 59-1-1 in one year.
1: Yeah.
2: So and that, uh, that-
1: That interview with uh,
2: Jamie, he never mentioned Hotsey as a coach.
0: I know. It was hilarious. Yeah,
2: I know. I heard that after. So, like, Hatsi, like, yeah. So, Hatsi had just finished the year before. So, I just missed him, like, uh, the year before I I was hoping to play as a 16-year-old, but I I broke my collarbone in tryouts. So, And he was an overager. So, then that year, like, him and you guys know Rob Shepley – um they're both like just finished playing so they were they were assistant coaches but they weren't on the bench they were like uh what do you call them eyes in the sky like doing stats and stuff during the games and yep. they in and, and, and practice and stuff but yeah they were young like they would have been like 22 23 a mm-hmm. couple of good hockey players too right oh yeah and like and back then too like same thing i'm kind of at that intermediate age where there is still a decent amount of essex guys But, like, when they played, it was, like, all local guys. Where now, it's, like, barely any. I know, like, when you guys are talking to Paley, they're trying to get more of that back. But I was kind of, like, in between. Like, there was a a decent amount, like, probably uh, seven, eight most years. But when they played, I feel like it was, like, 15.
0: One of the things, too. More than half the team was Essex. boys. One of the things, too, is after – so, after you guys won – who was that one guy on the team who partied the longest? Ooh. There's I'm, always that one guy. If you can't think of it, it was
1: you.
2: <laughs> well, so when we 2 – I'll go two stories. So, first, when we won Great Lakes, it was in Dresden, like, on a weeknight, which was kind of shitty. And it wasn't, like, a huge celebration because um, we sweat, like – that. Like, we were 39-0-1 in the year. Then I think we went 12-1 in the playoffs. The finals was a sweep. But then when we won all Ontario's, it, it was in Alliston, which is, like, by Barry. Yeah. And it was kind of shitty. There was, like, a 7 o'clock game. So we got to Essex, honestly. Like, they had a, so the executive did a good job. It was a champagne bottle for every single player when they walked into their dressing room with your oh, – On alcohol, like I bet. Yeah, it must have been for the 17-, 18-year-olds. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, we partied in the room a little bit, but then we took the bus. But by the time we got back to Essex, it was probably, you know, seven o'clock game in Barry. It was probably two, three in the morning. So there was a handful of us that were still up, and we took the. Uh, so we went to Bill Jones's house. How the party ended up at his house? Like he had nothing to do with the team. Uh, <laughs> Lee, his brother, brother, one of the coaches. Um, there was five or six of us that took the Schmaltz Club to the Main Street Diner. Oh him. yeah. And one of one of my buddy's dads was there and like we hadn't gotten to bed yet. We we're all in our jerseys and the cup and I'm sure we just reeked. Uh, but yeah, I was like Tanner Gallant, Mike Roach, uh, maybe a couple others. But yeah, there was no one like uh, anyone that I guess was too fucked up was probably in bed already.
1: or <laughs> <laughs> still sleeping on the bus.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's funny. That's awesome
2: yeah the good old days like we've made it back a few times when i was my later years like when i was 20 we lost in the schmaltz semis and 21 we lost the schmaltz finals but i only won it that first year
1: mm-hmm. when your first year trying out for the 73s what was that like
2: um yeah like it was uh like you're a local i feel like it was different when you're local right but um because you've been watching them for all those years and like i said tony At that time, i have been coaching for a long time. Um, It's like my 17-year-old year year when I made it, like I said, I wasn't trying out for uh, any junior B. Like, that was the only place I wanted to play. Um, I said I wanted to play the year before when I was 16, but uh, I fucking broke my collarbone playing soccer out of all things, like, in the middle of training camp. It was, like, the last soccer game of the year end of August. So it was kind of uh, bad timing. So then – yeah, the next year I knew, like, that whole – once I started playing hockey that year, I pretty much figured the next year I was going to end up in the threes. But you never know till it actually happens, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: So did, did they come and scout you, like, and say, hey, come try out? Or did you get a, a, a walk-on? Or wh- how would that work?
2: Um, yeah, like, I have no idea what they do now. Back then they used to mail you a letter. Um, so when I was playing – minor midget like sun county i got you get letters from like the ohl teams and junior b junior c and i got the s one so you just it's funny back that like back then like i'm not that old but you hand write the letter back and you mail it back to them um i assume now it's all electronically yeah. um but yeah then the, the same the year after like they do scout like the midget a team like our midget a team so when i came back that year after i broke my collarbone like what is the point of me playing Sun County? Um, I had already been drafted the year before, um, so it was like December when I started playing hockey after the broken collarbone. I just played midget A in high school, and midget A like we won all Ontario, and then uh, high school we made it to off, so we didn't win, but we won Wex and Swassa. So like you would see Tony Prosky and like Mark Barnett was the GM at that time, and some of the other guys like they you remember the old Essex Arena? They'd be standing behind the net. Like where the yeah. Zamboni came out, yeah. They'd be at a lot of our midget and high school games, so you knew they were there. And then uh, the next year, there was about five or six of us that all made that jump, like from midget to semi threes, the same time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, all those coaches always seem to hang out in that
2: Zamboni area. Eh? Yeah, and then I'm sure yeah, that they, I'm sure they knew that you'd see them, right? And um, holy fuck, Tony Broski's here. We yeah. gotta step it up. <laughs> You think it's like Scotty Bowman or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he is a winning coach, that's for sure. You know, like mm-hmm. Prosky, Prosky's a man. Yeah, like they won pretty much every year of the league besides one or two. And I think they won all Ontario three times in that stretch. And then Leamington was pretty shitty for a long time before they went there too, right? And then they yeah. won, uh, I don't know if they won all Ontario, but they won the league a few times in Leamington. So well, he's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. definitely there's something though man that old barn okay like
0: any team any like level didn't matter what you did if you were a visiting team going in that was one of the hardest rinks to play in not only because the teams were here were always good but it was just that barn the fans it's like it's it's a tough rink to play in man like it was one of the hardest
2: Yeah, like it was a small ice surface, right? And the especially not as much in minor hockey, but junior C, like Essex always had big crowds, and the fans were kind of right on top of you and rowdy. (laughs) Yeah, and Essex always kind of had big teams. So yeah, I was uh, honestly like in the later years, like the new barn's really nice. Me and like Kevin Boggs was a guy I played with a lot. I'm like, I wish that we could just trade the new dressing room into the old arena. Yeah, just play there because like the new dressing room and facilities and stuff at the new arena are really nice. But where like the old arena was kind of shitty, but uh, the actual rank, like especially bigger guy, like I liked playing in the small rank. You could you could shoot like once you're inside the blue line, you could shoot from anywhere. Yeah, on the power play, you could shoot from the half wall, like it didn't matter. Like
1: I said, there's nowhere to hide in that arena, too. Yeah, (laughs) and like my favorite arena I ever played in.
2: Yeah, it was, and I feel like. A lot of the guys, like and I, Quinno was a LaSalle guy. Same thing growing up. I assumed he probably didn't like it, but then once you play there and it's like your home rank, then
1: yeah, different. I was gonna say, say yeah. he loved he loved playing there.
2: Yeah, you know you played with him, yeah, yeah. So he's three years older than me. So I played with him when I started. Um, I played with him for one year. Could have played with him for two, but my second year I left. Then I came back the following year, and then he coached me my last uh, year and a half as a system. Oh coach. wow. Yeah.
1: What was he like to play with? What kind of hockey player was he?
2: Well don't tell him I said this, but he was really, really good. I don't know. Everybody uh, says he
0: can fucking snap it around that guy, man.
2: Yeah, like I feel like he must have been a late bloomer. Like I said, he's an 88, I'm a 91, but he didn't play junior C till he was 18, which is like late, right? Compared mm-hmm. to most. Uh, but then by the time he was like 1920, like he was the best player in the league.
1: He was like Chara, right? Like he was big dude.
2: But like a point of game guy. Like so my the year we won, I was seventeen, so he was twenty. So that was uh, so that was the first year of LaSalle Junior B. So Tecumseh moved to LaSalle and he was from LaSalle. So he went and played like he left Essex. He had played Essex, I think, for two years at that point. He left to go to LaSalle since so he was a hometown kid, whatever. Yep. And he was leading their team in points as a D man. Over wow. a point a game, and then the deadline quit and came back to us.
1: That's awesome because he said he'd love jumping in the rush.
2: Yeah, like sometimes you think he probably could have been a left winger or something, but uh, <laughs> <Six> <laughs> foot but seven. yeah, he was really good. Yeah, he was good.
0: That's awesome. Did uh, have you ever scored in overtime, and if so, where?
2: Overtime, uh when I was playing in Exeter when I was in school in London um, if my brother listens to this he can vouch we won uh, so we were playing Exeter we were playing North Middlesex which is kind of like their rival It'd be like Essex against Bow River um, to, to it was game five we were up three one I scored an overtime to knock them out to like win our division and then we went on to like the um, like be like the Schmaltz because they were separate at the time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was like to advance out of our league. <laughs> That's all. I don't have none in Essex really that I can think of. Maybe regular season, but I don't think I had any playoff overtimes in Essex.
1: <laughs> who who did you patent your game after? Like who who like NHL wise? Who was your guy that you thought you played more like than anybody?
2: Hmm. This is like a funny one if you go way back because like when i was like a teenager like keith primo oh really like like i'm trying to because i was a most time i played center so i was like a big centerman um tall lanky at that time not so much now since (laughs) the deers (laughs) Uh, still tall though yeah yeah still one of those things (laughs) um but yeah then like my main thing like i could i could always score like any level growing up i could score um definitely wouldn't have won the uh, NHL fastest skater competition, but uh, I could score. Primo was fun to watch though. Yeah, just like an all around player. Like even for my size, like I killed penalties and was like good in my own end just, well at least I think like I could play all around, but yeah, definitely wasn't like gonna light up the highlight reel or anything like that. Did you like hitting though? Oh. oh yeah like depends like so depends when i played wing more so right center can be harder at times but yeah i had no problems getting in the corner or i like to park my ass in front of the net on the power play mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah it was skinny at the time though
2: depends if you're talking 17 year old uh, myself or 21 <laughs> <laughs> there was a difference The they got a little bigger oh god i found i found beer <laughs> it's funny like when you guys are talking to i and uh jamie and mike paley like when they're talking to off-season workouts and stuff like when i played junior c like honest to god like when you're 16 17 you're trying to make it you're working out whatever I did, i didn't work out one time in my five years of junior c <laughs> like you i remember the coach like So, uh, what did you do this offseason? Like, I haven't opened my bag since our last playoff (laughs) year. (laughs) It's August twenty fifth. I haven't touched it since April. But no, no getting on the skates, nothing. Not really. Like then, maybe my last year, but it was like (laughs) that's what training camp was for. It was like NHL in the seventies. It just it skate. It took a lot longer to trickle down to the lower levels, but I don't think it's like that now. But I remember a few of my buddies that, that didn't play, they would come to the first couple of tryouts and and watch me and a few of the other older guys just to laugh at us. We're the worst. How the fuck did you make this yeah. Like, this guy's been on the team four years. He's was the leading scorer last year. He's the worst player out here. <laughs> because, like, all the 16-, 17-year-olds have been busting their ass all summer to try and make it. Yeah. And all the 20-year-olds, you said, have been drinking beer all summer and haven't even touched their hockey equipment. So... Yeah, oh, was, so
1: is that why Joe said that you were average player at best? Yeah, he must he'd be, only come and see you just to try out. Yeah, yeah
2: Bodal didn't come in uh, come in March or April. He he must have just been there in September.
0: <laughs> that was funny. Hey, what what was the like funniest off ice moment with you and the boys?
2: Off ice, well,
0: have to be on the cruise.
2: Yeah, like honestly the 73s crews were the best like that was like i said earlier that was a recruiting tool like imagine you guys are 18 19 20 21 you go on the caribbean for four days with 20 of your buddies yeah <laughs> like One why we, time. yeah exactly right. <laughs> it's a, a wagon
1: <laughs> yeah
2: like me and like we did uh me and my, like, just friends from town, like, we did all-inclusive a couple times, like, ca- the Cancun thing or whatever when we were college age, and, like, that's a blast, and you're with, like, five guys. Think about going with 20 guys. So, yeah, that was, uh, we don't remember most of it, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was always a blast. We go to Nassau for the one day, and all buy like, split a case of beer with a, a buddy, and uh, there was a top uh, top-deck pool party on It was a Friday night or Saturday night, so we all wore Hawaiian shirts. Um, Yeah, the cruise was always good for one year. So it was fun, but it was stupid in hindsight. Uh, So in between Porosky and Gil Langlois, Les Garrett came back as GM for one year, and Glenn Holden was the coach. Nice guys, nothing bad to say about them, but um, I guess they didn't want to be like Tony, so we didn't do a cruise that year. And we went to Florida. So think about it. At least 20 guys in the cruise, you're back on the boat by 4 o'clock every day. You're in one area. You can't go anywhere.
1: Right.
2: In Florida, there was guys spread out over half the state by the (laughs) middle of the night. like Because some of the guys were 21 because it was drinking age of 21. Some guys had fake IDs, some didn't. So we were all supposed to be standing in Fort Lauderdale. Myself and like five others ended up at the hard rock in Hollywood, Florida. Some guys were down in like Miami. Some guys said we were spread out all across the state. There was uh, a few things that happened. that I don't think people were thrilled about, but <laughs> like, so then the next year when Gil came back, we were on the cruise. <laughs> like at least <laughs> you're contained on the boat, not just over the Southern United States. Right. Right. them boys. Right yeah, on. exactly. Like, said we we did a Panthers game and and everything it was fun but uh yeah I was kind of I can't really think of like one specific uh well, at least that I can say not to get anyone in trouble but uh it's okay you can get guys in trouble yeah, on here the, nobody the, listens to
1: this show anyway yeah,
2: <laughs> you guys are getting pretty big you guys are big time <laughs>
1: not,
2: surprised you guys even want me on here after uh, <laughs> Scott Gomez Stanley Cup champ
1: no shit eh that's yeah. pretty awesome
2: he was uh, one of the best guys, like on Chicklets. That like he was one of the favorites. He's hilarious,
1: man. Yeah, some great stories.
2: Pumps played with him very briefly. Oh, did he? And uh, when Gomez was kind of wrapping up in Ottawa, yes, for like 20 games or something. And so I wasn't there. I think I don't know why I didn't go. If I was, what I was doing. But my brother and our buddy Dane Robinson, his name, went and watched Matt. And uh, after the game, like Gomez was out with them, and he's like, goes to shake their hand. He goes, oh hi, I'm Scott. Nice to meet you. Like, yeah, we it know, just you know, just right. an awesome, yeah, awesome. They go, hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Dane, and shake his hand. Like he's just a regular guy. Yeah, and like at that went, point, he'd been the NHL for 15 years, like, right? And played with some of the best NHLers.
1: Yeah, ever. like in like, New York, in in New Jersey, you know what I mean, like Bobby Eaton. Yeah. There were so many more questions that like, you can't wait to get him back on because I just oh, wanted yeah. to talk to him about just the players alone that he played with, you know, like Stevenson and Brodeur. And, like, I had a whole list.
2: Yeah. That, like, you had him for two hours. Yeah. Well, even on Chicklets, they said, like, they didn't even, like, touch. Like, same as you guys, you didn't really touch past New Jersey, right? Like, right. Um, Rangers days, Montreal. Like, he can just – he can talk. So, yeah. yeah. He's, he's so he's so funny because they started watching his show
1: uh yeah. scotty's house or whatever yeah. it is okay it's fucking
0: hilarious
2: how did you guys get him on
0: okay darren funny McCarty. yeah darren mccarty so funny story so we like interviewed him tool bag tony yeah that's it there's a shirt <laughs> there, there's a shirt coming by the way Perfect. so so anyway so he's like listen you got to get scotty gomez on and i told him i said well i had messaged him some social like media something and so once again fucking he hooked it up Darren McCarty goes nice he goes I'll text them he's like I'll send him a text so I'm like okay so he fucking texts him I'm thinking like it's going to be like a month or two before I even hear from this guy and probably like maybe three days later I get a message hey it's Scotty Gomez I'm like holy fuck I get a text from him
2: that's awesome
0: so yeah, so that's how we got him, but it was pretty crazy how it all what went down. Yeah.
2: Especially guys like that, right? Like they don't have to do anything like no, this. He was right yeah, he
0: was so down to earth.
2: Yeah, it's nice to see guys like that. Yeah, he
0: was awesome. So speaking of guys on the fucking team and beauties and everything, who was that guy that you just loved with on the fucking threes? Like who's that guy you love playing with?
2: Seventy threes days. Well, uh, my line mates, my last, uh, well, my 19 and 21-year-old year were Corey Boyle and Alex Garen So Alex Garen that'd be like Joe's cousin.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I played with him pretty much all the way growing up, like Sun County, Essex, whatever. He's the fastest fucking guy. Like He's faster than some guys in the NHL, and I'm not even lying. He was just kind of like Luis Mendoza at times. Yeah. Like, uh, he get two breakaways every game, and he had, like, if you look at my last year, he probably had, like, over a point a game. Like, he was probably top five or ten in the league in scoring. But he was really good. But then he was, like, a shit disturber, too. <laughs> um, and, like, our families are really close, so we hung out a lot. Like, we still – him and his brother both stood my wedding, so we're good buddies. Um, and then Corey Boyew played the, the, on the right wing. And so he's a year younger than me. Um, he – my last year, he led the league in scoring. And then after end the, the next year, so I think he won MVP two years in a row. I was gone the second year, but he was really like he could have played like say it, like back then he could have played a lot higher level if he wanted to. Yeah, but um, so yeah, and like we had a ton of fun off the ice. Like I was telling someone the other day, playing in like at that time too, like we just like to have fun. We're not we weren't looking to fucking go to the NHL or anything. Like it was win, have fun and drink beers after the game. Um, so it. playing on Tuesday nights was unreal because most of our weekends were free. Mm-hmm. Like we're 18, 19, 20, 21. We play every Tuesday. So junior C, you only play two games a week. So you play your Tuesday night home game. You might have one away game on the weekend or like Wheatley played Mondays, Wallsburg played Wednesdays, Blenheim Sundays, or you might not have any games on the weekend at all, where guys who played in Bell River on Fridays or Kingsville on Saturdays played every single weekend. Like, and we were just at the Grand or uh, OLED Avenue or (laughs) wherever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just ripping it up with the boys. You got to do that.
2: Yeah, those were like – those stories will never get old, right? Like, I'm going to be 30 soon, but – and we're telling stories from when we're – 20, but I feel like we'll be telling the same stories when we're 50. And they're great. They're great stories to listen to. They get they get so better. Who? They get better they, the longer it goes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they get a little bit more exaggerated. And oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. one goal was six goals and fucking 17 yeah. <laughs> minutes. And that was in the first period.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so if there was a, a goal scoring song, you know they have the horn at the arena or whatever, and there was a goal scoring song that I, you would get played when you scored. What what would it be?
2: Well, I knew this question was coming based on all of your previous interviews. <laughs> he listens. Uh, he listens to the show. I've listened to most of them. I listened to most of them. Um, you know that song that uh, Canada played at the World Juniors in Buffalo a couple years ago, the "Hey Baby" song. Which one? You know it's like "Hey." Hey baby, oh yeah! I want to know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be So we got a men's league. So once we all finished junior, uh, we have a men's league team. We called it the Essex OVS. Cause um, that's so, your favorite beer. Yeah, so I'm, I got a Bud Light right now. I got one in the fridge. I'm going to grab after this. Um, we always play in the room, or we got our one buddy, uh, Dan Primo, that we'd be at the bar at night after the game, and you just go, hey, and it'd be like a. Uh, signal! I'm like all the boys will be across the bar and we. Everybody ourselves. joins in. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That that'd be the one for sure.
0: Hey, so one thing, uh, who do you think's gonna win it this year? Who's gonna win the cup?
2: For uh, NHL? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good teams right now. Like, so I'm a Red Wings fan. Me so too. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, they're uh, they're going to be struggling for a few years here, but I got faith in Stevie Y.
0: Me too. Uh, for sure. One second.
2: So last team I want to win is the Leafs. They'd, they'd be 31st on my list of teams that I want to win. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think Vegas is going to be tough. Uh, Colorado.
1: Vegas just put a beat down on L.A. last night.
2: Yeah, like they've just gotten better, right? And they were mm-hmm. they were really good last year. That was my uh, pick, Rob.
0: Remember, we got a box yeah. of beer going. Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah, Vegas, Colorado in the West. Maybe St. Louis again. I haven't really watched them much. Uh mm-hmm. Tampa will be strong again. That one fucking division with like Tampa, uh Boston or sorry, Tampa's in the easier division. Tampa mm-hmm. that other division with like Boston, Philly. Washington, uh, Ra- Washington Rangers, Islanders. Oh, yeah. like, Sucks, really yeah. We're going to lose a that, yeah. Yeah. The Islanders? Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking. Yeah, so I would say, yeah, Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, Tampa, Boston, like probably one of those five. Yeah. Well, I think not that not me. Toronto, eh, just because? Well, the Leafs do scare me, so I don't think they're as good as some of those teams, but it kills yeah. me to say it. I think they'll probably be in the third round. Me too. Who knows, right? Because you. Here's what I'm
1: thinking: If Toronto goes after Flurry because he wants out of Vegas, he's playing every what six games now. He could come to Toronto and be a starter. Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, he's. They need like
1: a Carey Price. They need a goalie. Toronto needs a goalie.
2: Do you trust Freddie in playoffs? No, no, I
1: haven't since they got him. I haven't since he got. he can, he he reminds me a lot of Reimer. He could stand on his head and make the greatest saves. And then somebody will wire one from the top of the circle and it's fucking in the net. And you're like, what just happened?
0: And he's got a clear fucking view of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it.
1: I don't get you how you let that shot in. I get it that they're all professionals, but you're a professional goalie
0: too. Right. So
2: yeah, he's hot. Like in that division though, who's going to challenge them? Maybe right now, like they're better.
0: Oh yeah, guys, by the way, Tonight is the Battle of Alberta, the first one of the year is tonight.
1: Yeah, it start. oh, uh, Ottawa's playing Montreal,
0: too, right now. But – Battle of Alberta, boys. Oh, geez.
2: Um, so, I, I played with Cassian growing up. Did you really? Yeah, so he's same age as me, um, 91. So I played Sun County with him for two years, and then uh, – I played. Then he switched to Windsor for our draft year. So I played against him our draft year.
0: He's a big boy, man.
2: Lou, is somebody holding cue cards up for you to look at? Because you keep looking up (laughs) at the Fucking dogs barking over there.
0: We can't hear it. (laughs) No, I
2: can't hear. Well, he's just a little pug, but. um, (laughs) Oh, that's. Yes. So Cassian. So talking like the biggest. So he's big, but. I mean, not any bigger than a lot of people you see. But the thing is, he was that size at 14. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, I was I was six, say draftier. I was six two, maybe 170, like soaking wet with not one hair on my face or anywhere. And he <laughs> was 6'2", 200-something, had a full beard. Just rocking everybody. <laughs> Just like, yeah, like what is – this just got hit puberty at 11 years old, <laughs> but yeah. Did you, did you ever go try out for like junior a or anything like that? Oh, I got drafted to Sudbury, but like, I was a later round pick. Like, uh, I don't know what it is now at that time. OHL draft was 15 rounds. I was a 10th round pick. Um, so I figured like chances, 10th round pick, they only make it every once in a while. Um, I did have a, a bad break. So like before um, the mini camp, so like rookie camp, right? After you get drafted, all the drafted guys go um, for the weekend, whatever. So my dad died like unexpectedly, like two days before the rookie camp. So that was like one of the, so you guys remember Mike Foligno? Yeah. So he was the coach in GM of Sudbury at that time. So that was, like, one of the weirdest phone calls of my life I had to make, especially at 15 years old. So I had to call him, hey, Mike, I'm not going to make it this weekend. I got to gotta go to my dad's funeral. So, like, he was really good about it, whatever. Like, they sent me the stuff to work out and for the summer. And I knew that year I wasn't going to play anyways. Yeah. Uh, and then – so then later that summer, so that's June. And then end of August is, like, main camp, right, where all the vets come back and it's, like, the main – training camp before they picked the team and that's when i fucking broke my collarbone yeah. so same thing like playing essex travel soccer so same thing a couple days before i'm the the 73s or whatever like last soccer game of the year i break my collarbone free non-contact sport um so then i had to call him again and say broke my collarbone not going to training camp so then at that point as i'm like i just played essex that year and like midget and high school and had a blast right it was really good teams and then uh, the next year I went back I went to rookie camp as a 16 year old which usually only 15 year olds go to but since I didn't go the year before so I went to that camp and then went back for main camp and uh, so my only claim to fame would be uh, in the blue and white game so every like junior a junior b junior c they do uh, like 73s do orange and white right it's Mm kind of last game of training camp before they picked the team. My team lost 2-1. I got the only goal. So, uh, you can pull that up in the Sudbury uh is that good? Tribune or whatever the hell their newspaper is called. <laughs> uh and then it's again, all on the
1: front page of the Essex Free
2: Press. Got got cut immediately after the game. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. but then uh they they're like uh, Fellino and his guys like yeah, you're going to something like I expect that I just came here for the experience, whatever. And they're they're tier two junior A at the time, which is junior B basically, up there. They're affiliates called the Blind River Beavers. And so there's they're like coach like yeah, he wants to talk to you. So I go out and sit in the Sudbury Arena like seats and talk to this guy. He goes, Yeah, like we'll bill it you. We want you to play here, whatever. I'm like, Blind River. I'm like, I don't even know if I had a smartphone at the time. He gave me his because I wanted to Google it. I pull it up and I think it's like smaller than Cotton. I'm like, right. you know, like I like I'm in grade twelve at Essex High. Like going into grade 12 And like, thanks to the offer, I'm just gonna play threes and like, yeah, have fun. Pine
0: River Beavers sounds like a strip club name. Yeah, yeah.
2: like where are we going to be current in London? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. And then in hindsight, like, had fun with all my friends in Essex, grade twelve. <laughs> And then that was the year we went 59 1 1 1 in Essex. So no That's regrets. Awesome. Like, had a few tough bounces, but mm. I wasn't uh not like I was gonna make the NHL or anything. So
0: Rob, fire one more at kid. Um okay, if there was uh
1: Okay, let's let's go with this one. Uh any coach that you've had, who who what was your favorite moment with the coach like losing his shit or you know, just having a meltdown that everybody ends up, as soon as he leaves, you, you guys start laughing about it.
2: Do you, do you guys know who Donnie McDermott is? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, Jamie's, <laughs> Jamie's brother. Our dad. dad. So he coaches in high school hockey. I don't think he, like, he was a nut, but not like, he wasn't too bad towards the players, but I remember we're in burlington tournament and uh i must have been in grade i don't know nine or ten or something um comes in an intermission and we don't think anything's up like we're in like semifinals this tournament or something and all of a sudden and i don't know he had like hand surgery or something at the time so his his fingers were kind of like a, a claw almost like they were taped together <laughs> He's fucking losing his marbles telling the team they have no balls whatever. They squat when they pee. And then he boot, <laughs> boots the garbage can over. <laughs> and we're all looking around. We're like, okay. And then, uh, Sawyer, your buddy, uh, you know, Soupy Campbell? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he wasn't playing. He was on the team, but he wasn't playing off. He was hurt or suspended or something. Right when Donnie leaves the room, because he had just kicked the garbage pail over, soupy looks around the room stands the garbage pillow and then he boots it back over <laughs> and, and then the whole team just howling just light the mood i think he got in shit from that after somehow the coaches found out about it i don't know how but there's
0: always that one guy on the team that will tell him. Yeah, yeah
2: we're like well, it, it was it, always the shitty hockey player that got good ice time yeah it was probably the guy that like no one was buddies with but uh, <laughs> yeah it was just little stuff like that I had Gordon McDonald if you guys know who that is and like Pee Wee he had a couple screws loose uh, Tony Peroski could lose it when he wanted to like I remember in my one of my first games we beat Blenheim like 5 nothing. I'm like oh good win he came in and absolutely fucking destroyed us you guys should beat Blenheim 15 nothing. I'm like oh midget hockey we're just happy when we win <laughs> um but then he got you in, like, good uh, good habits, right? But, yeah, a lot, most coaches back then uh, let you have it for the most part. They could lose it. Now oh, yeah. it's like
1: somebody's going crying to their parents and, yeah. you know, which, they're getting reprimanded for it now.
2: Which is, like, stupid. Like, I don't think a coach should lose it every game, but when he could put the fear in you every once in a while, it was good. Like, yeah, yeah, good for the team. If you do it every game, then it just you don't even listen to it. But. Right, just
1: shut it off. Right, just like yeah. your dad yelling at you for fucking not putting enough gas in the car. Yeah, when when it catches
2: you off guard, then yeah, I think it serves
1: a purpose. Well, especially when you're patting yourselves on the back and comes in and fucking throws a wrench in there, right? You're like, what
2: the fuck? Well, my my first game, in the old Essex Arena home opener, 2008. He tore a strip off me for like not back checking my hardest and i was like the fifth guy back I'm like, it's not like i was like the first forward back picking up the trailer i was like when he just fucking let me have it. i'm like oh my mom's here my grandparents my- <laughs> uh-huh. like, i better uh, i better uh not do that again
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right lou man seriously bro this has been fucking awesome man it's been great yeah thank you so much for coming on here it's it was well overdue. We needed one of the boys here on so uh thanks for coming on, bro.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me, especially uh local. Like I said, I've listened to most of your guys' episodes. I like how you have all the Essex guys, I obviously know pumps, and then but I do like how you've had some NHL guys that you guys kind of have a mix um for that more of us can relate to, but then you still have a few of the big wigs. And one last quick little story: the first time I met Sawyer here.
0: Oh. He walks
2: he walks into Joe Bodell's garage. Damien's like, Oh yeah, my buddy Sawyer's coming. I think he's coming for a quick beer. He walks in with his arms like this. He must have had 12 beers <laughs> wrapped in his arms. Puts them in the fridge. I'm like, well, I guess he's gonna be here for a while. Yeah. So, and then yeah, I've seen him a few times since all I
0: gotta do is get the invite.
2: <laughs> yeah. Then and I'll then, leave beer to come back to exactly but yeah
0: man soon though we'll have to have some beers watch some hockey we'll all fucking veg out and crush some beers
2: for sure looking forward to it all right, awesome buddy. thanks Will. all yeah. right thanks guys take care
0: and there you go essex there he is mr jordan broman what a beaut that guy is that was a lot of fun man like
1: that guy that's a great guy great guy like what a total butte like i had so much fun we could have done that for a couple hours
0: Yeah, it didn't even feel like we were doing an interview. Like, it felt like we were all just shooting the shit. Yeah, sitting around the garage having some beers, crushing some darts and doobies and fucking (laughs) having at her. Yeah, it was nice, man. So, it was cool. So, once all this shit calms down, hopefully we'll be able to meet up with him and have a couple. Him and Pumps, maybe, when, uh, like, hockey season's all done here. So, your Leafs, I understand, are doing something with – with women's hockey, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, the
1: the Toronto Maple Leafs are partnering up with the, uh, what is it, the W or P, where is it? Oh, P-H, or P-W-H-P-A, uh, Women's women's Professional Hockey League, which consists of 125 of the top uh, professional women hockey players in, uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. So they're they're trying to help them market their their profession better. Um, I want to say the Edmonton Oilers are also involved with this, which is which is great getting these uh, NHL teams on board. You know, like um, they're going to be supporting like commercial efforts, uh, ads. You know, like because you know you, you talk Edmonton and, and Toronto, probably two of the biggest uh, teams in, in in the NHL. Mm. When it comes to uh, marketing, you know, with the players that they have, especially right now alone, yeah. So, I think I think that'll be a, a an amazing thing right now because. But the problem is, is that uh, the women's league just shut down right now, just because of their uh, COVID uh, situation. Like I'm it's so, just running rampant right now. I'm so fucking sick of this
0: COVID. I shit. I know.
1: Fuck! It's just I, just I hate pain it. Of the dick.
0: I hate it, but hopefully, that hopefully everything goes good there, though. Because, like, they should have it to where they could play it as a job, too. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, why why should they have to get another job? You know, like, these women are playing hockey, working jobs, and then they're still being mom and wife, and you know what I mean? All that stuff. It's hard, man. But you know, like, let's
1: go back to the original six, too. They had to do it, too, you know. It just doesn't fall into your lap. You you got to You got to do your parts to, you know, push push your careers and and your your uh, games, your profession ahead. Uh, you know, and and I think I think Toronto and and, and getting the other NHL teams involved too is really going to help these girls. Like it was a big stage when they came up and, and played in the All Star game, and people got to see how fast and how uh,
0: how credible these girls are. So. They were the best part of the weekend. I thought so, too. Like, it was just, they were fucking end-to-end to end to action. It was awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we were lucky enough to sit down and talk to three of them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Three very
1: good ones, too.
0: Yeah. Three of the top ones. Yep. So, that being said, since we're on the topic of the friggin' Leafs again um they're
1: power not to talk about them
0: i know their power play right now right is insane i know we kind of hit on it a little bit earlier but their power play leading the league well not i'm not sure if they're leading they've they got to be leading the league at that percentage yeah um but also matthews
1: is he leading in goals for the league he's leading in goals for the league and and uh um Marner is in second in points behind Dry Sidle. Wow. Or behind uh, McDavid, sorry. That's crazy, man.
0: It's a, yeah. just all the big guns, man. All the big guns are out. Everybody's scoring. It's awesome. This is, yeah, this it one. is. Yeah, it's like it's that rush, rush for the playoffs, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. Also, the Battle of Alberta. So we, i wasn't uh too impressed with it i thought I'm, it would
2: be
1: i thought there'd be some head hunting and and you know like i thought it was gonna be just uh you know like like the last games were but okay. it was it was nothing like that i i honestly was kind of a disappointment in edmonton's goalie like uh but then i heard today that uh you know they, they've been just riding this guy like he's i think he's um I think he's second behind Anderson in most games played. So, yeah. fuck, you got to be getting tired, like especially this is just this is just a, a race to uh, the playoffs, right?
0: Well, it was so. a pretty high scoring game too. Ten goals in total. It was ended six four Flames. So, yeah, all, and all the big guns were all the big guns were freaking scoring. Like Goudreau got one, McDavid got one. Lucic got one. Nurse got one. Sam Bennett got one. Like, all the big guys were all, were all scoring.
1: And then Bennett, like,
0: I don't they're know what's going to on.
1: Why does he want out of Calgary?
0: I don't know. They're just, I don't know what the hell is going on there, but they're getting ready to, like, trade him. It's weird. But well, he wants out, I guess. But, like, he doesn't, like, even unhappy, like, on
1: the ice, he didn't look happy. It looked like he's just miserable.
0: Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. scored
1: his goal. There wasn't even a, he didn't even crack a smile when he scored his goal, and it was a nice feed out from behind the net. You know, I, I want to say uh, Johnny Ham and Cheese uh, dumped <laughs> one out in, in front of him, and, and he just got to bury it. You know, like
0: that's funny, Johnny Ham and Cheese. He says, "Yeah." So there was a big controversial call this weekend. So there was an offside in the Carolina game, right? Yep. can you kind of tell everybody what happened here well apparently
1: um my, from my understanding and, and what I read was they had a new guy um, in the uh, in the booth at uh, like in, in the video replay booth in, in I don't know if it was in Toronto but somehow there I don't know how you miscommunicate offside or it was the offside or not yeah. So it was just before the, I want to say that it was either the end of the first or the end of the second. And he was clearly offside and, uh, he was, a he was, he was in training and they, they totally put it on this guy. Like it was his response, responsibility for the miscommunication that led Carolina forward, uh, Vincent, uh, Trochek goal incorrectly to, for the six, five win over, um, Columbus and torts was fucking livid. So line a come on and said biggest blunder I've ever seen in the NHL, which there's, there's been worse, you know, this all reflects back to them getting video replay. And when the um, Colorado guy was like, what six feet offside and they didn't catch it, (laughs) you know, like two or three years ago, whatever it was. Maybe even longer, but <laughs> that was um, insane. what's that? That was insane. Yeah. And then he's, he's on a breakaway all of a sudden. It's like, what the, how did, how did you guys not see that?
0: There was you know? one a long time ago in a Red Wings game, I want to say. And I think it was in overtime. It was just like regular fucking game. It, like it wasn't anything crazy, but the puck went up and it hit the netting. Yeah, and it, hit, and it came back down and landed on the ice. Well, no one heard a whistle, so the Red Wings guys just threw it out front and they scored on it. And because yeah. everybody was, but the other team of, was pointing right at the net. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then everybody <laughs> and was yeah, the just kind of standing around. The and they all, all fucking take it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but like, how shitty is it when the uh, you know the NHL goes, oh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. Happened, but. <laughs> You know, and then there's nothing they can do about it because the play, the <laughs> puck got dropped. Play carries on. So
0: uh, and then that guy's up in the booth. And, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think that's I'll gonna be. A I think that's gonna be a written letter. <laughs> yeah, send, send him a couple of beers. Oh my god, that's hilarious! And uh, my wings handed Florida their first loss. Yeah, that was, that was, well,
1: and uh, what were they on an eight game losing streak or something like that? Fuck, that's gotta be a monkey to get
0: off your back. Yeah, they're, uh, I must say though, a lot of their games are kind of like close games. Like they're not getting walloped, you know, like last year they were blowing four goal leads, (laughs) you know, like it was just bad. This year we're they're not good by any means. We knew this. Everybody and anybody who's a Wings fan knew this. And uh but there was one guy in that game as uh Giovanni Smith, I want to say. He's a younger guy. Got a Gordie How hat trick. So for First. for the fans that don't know, a Gordie How hat trick is one goal, one assist, and one fight in the same game. So that being said, we have a list here of all the guys in the NHL, all time leaders of the Gordie Howe hat tricks. Okay. We'll start at, uh, let me see how many, there's like 10 or 11 guys here. So we'll start from the bottom and work our way up. So, With nine Gordie Howe hat tricks. This one kind of threw me off. Paul (laughs) Coffey. Really? Yeah, isn't that weird? He had nine Gordie Howe hat tricks. I can't remember ever seeing him fight. Now, the guys that have ten is Keith Kachuk, Gerard Gallant, and Al Secord. Yeah. Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, so they all had... 10. Jerome Eginla had 11. Cam Neely had 12. Wolf Payment or. Paymont. Paymont. Is that how yeah. you say it? I'm the king of fucking butchering names, people. You guys will see that. He had 16. That guy. Wow. Brian Suter had 17. Brendan Shanahan had 17. And at the top of the list. The butte of all buttes with 18 Gordie Howe hat tricks, Rick Tockett.
1: Wow, no no
0: Probert and no Domi, eh? No Probert, no Domi. I thought Wendell Clark would be in there, too. Me, too. I was kind of surprised that that freaking some of those guys uh, weren't on the list. Some of the old boys, right? Even Messier, he was a mean son of a bitch, too. Yeah, but nobody wanted to poke that bear eight would rip your head off and poop down your neck if you pissed him yeah. off. He'd press you over top of the glass. Yeah, that guy was completely insane. Um, so now we're, like, near the end of the epi here. What did you end up doing for last night's game?
1: Oh, well, I just went down to Misty's, had a nacho dip, and uh, just watched the game. Had a couple mm-hmm. beers, and that was it. Her nacho dip so good. Yeah. It's the, the hot one. Oh, the microwave one. Yeah. Oh,
0: with all the melted cheese and stuff. Yeah. And uh chili sauce and uh sour cream. So good. So good. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else, bro? Or are you all tapped out? Because I was this was a great epi. Yeah, that was really good. You're all set, eh? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I'm done. I'm calling yeah. off, he says. All right, everybody. There it is, episode 32 until next week Aunt Rob we're signing off we're out of here see ya Peace yeah, I can get.